desert storm, by blue sunshine, read by Sam Gabriel, based on the works of George Lucas. Chapter 9 The addition of Obi-Wan to the household required more shuffling from Ben than from anyone. Anakin seemed more enthused than anything else at having a new family member to climb upon. Shmi seemed more relaxed as well, having settled more in his absence than in his presence, as Yoda had predicted. They settled into a routine over the next few days, with a few kicks and starts. Shmi was usually the first up, well before sunrise, out of lifelong habit, though Ben rose shortly after, if he had managed to sleep in the first place. In the quiet of the morning, the two of them would share a cup of tea in easy silence and settle down to meditate as they had on the red kettle until the boys woke up. The four of them would eat breakfast together and then head their separate ways. Anakin inched me to the crash or mechanics or to whichever destination had been suggested to them. Obi-Wan to classes. Ben usually either ended up teaching a saber class or down in the archives, slipping past Madame New and diving into the Holonet records, tracking Palpatine's actions in the Senate and trying to dig up information on other parties of interest. The Trade Federation, Django Fant, Count Dooku and even into the dealings of the Jedi Order. Count Dooku, he learns, had recently suffered the repudiation and exile of his second Padawan, Kamari Vosa, less than a year after the disaster that was Galadran. Django Fett, on the other hand, seems to have disappeared completely following the slaughter of the true Mandalorians. By noon he would have to go collect his Padawan, and by dinner his Padawan was either bruised and wobbling on his feet or mentally exhausted and nursing a headache. By the end of the next ten day, Ben was receiving admonishing looks from masters, knights, and padawans alike for the fact that Obi-Wan clearly struggled to drag himself to dinner and back to their rooms in the evening. To be honest, they had nothing on the dirty looks Ben was getting from Obi-Wan's former crushmates. "'Are we starting with Ceresi today, master?' Obi-Wan asks as he trails behind Ben, already drooping even though they haven't even started. "'He hasn't complained, not yet,' But he often glared murder at his master when he thought Ben wasn't looking, and half the time the entire training cell could feel the spite rolling off the boy who just ground his teeth and picked himself back up. No, Ben replies, guiding him along and ignoring the pitying glance a pair of Padawans offer Obi-Wan. Oh, are we working on my shields? Obi-Wan sounds surprised as they had a routine of alternating his physical and mental activities. No, though I do commend you for the progress you made yesterday, Ben says, pleased at the spike of happiness this produces, though it's tinged heavily with relief. You are doing well on both fronts, Obi-Wan, in spite of the difficult regimen I've set, Ben adds after a moment. And the relief is replaced by surprise and more genuine pride in his own accomplishments. Better. So what are we doing today, Master? Obi-Wan inquires, skipping a step faster to catch up. His question is then followed by a flash of trepidation as he considers that his life might in fact be about to get more difficult. Today we're going to find your favorite garden, and I'm going to teach you how to play Sabak. Obi-Wan trips. Ben stops, turning and helping the boy back up, even as Obi-Wan scrambles to regain his equilibrium, face flushed red with embarrassment. We're, we're playing cards and 
And that's it? I'm not trying to kill you, Obi-Wan. You're exhausted, Ben chides dryly. And Sabak is a useful skill. So yes, we are going to wander the gardens and play cards, and that is it. Oh, Obi-Wan says simply, and then offers a shy smile. Okay. Thank you, Master Nasade. Ben rolls his eyes, and they turn off into the dining hall, where they stock up on sandwiches, fruits, cheese, and two heated canisters of tea, a white oolong for Obi-Wan, and a sharp green for Ben. So what is your favorite garden, Master? Obi-Wan inquires as they take their hall and leave, Ben on the receiving end of many a pointed stare. To be honest, I've been away so long, I'm not sure I have one anymore, Ben replies. Oh, I don't know what mine is either. I don't think I've ever even seen all the gardens, Obi-Wan offers. Well, then I've elected the perfect activity for us today, haven't I? Master Nasaday! Ben had been distracted, and the sudden cutting call to attention had him shoving Obi-Wan back up and saber in hand before he registered that he was not on the battlefield, that this was no distant planet where every turn was a trap waiting to spring, that there was no war here, which he would never be free of. Obi-Wan had gasped, and the other master looks alarmed, one arm half-raised in self-defense. Ben's mouth feels dry. Realizing that had he managed to ignite his blade, he'd have cut her down without even having seen her face, his nerves still singing with tension and the desperate command of protect ambush, I won't lose another one. Ben pulls himself in from his aggressive Sorezu guard stance and stares at the floor, trying to calm his breathing while he reclips his lightsaber to his belt. His hands are shaking. Master Tal. Ben manages to greet her, after clearing his throat twice. He glances behind him to see Obi-Wan, uncertain and clutching their picnic pack. I don't think we've been introduced, Tal replies, sounding just as unsettled as he is, and his chest aches, a hard pit forming behind his ribcage. In another life he loved this woman. In another life she was the closest thing he'd ever known to a mother, and she died. And here, here she didn't even know him, here that relationship never existed. And as Obi-Wan was not Qui-Gon's Padawan, never mind. Our Padawans are friends, Ben supplies vaguely to excuse his recognition of her. They are, Tal nods, green and gold striped eyes narrowing. And my Padawan is very concerned about your Padawan. She crosses her arms, honey-gold skin contrasted richly by her pale clothes. Well, Ben couldn't say he hadn't expected this, he just hadn't expected her. He'd been avoiding familiar faces with great skill. I'm aware, Ben replies, which earns him an even darker glare. You're aware, Tal repeats. And Obi-Wan has shuffled, cringing up to Ben's elbow now. Master Tal, it's not... She shushes him with a raised hand, gaze still pinned on Ben. You push your Padawan so brutally he can barely walk in the evenings. And all you have to say about your maltreatment is that you're aware? Master Nasaday. Obi-Wan tries to speak up again, sounding mortified. Master Tal... Well, the training of one's Padawan is to be guided by their master. Oh, really? Ben says dryly. 
you are pushing the boy too far. You are just as responsible for his health and happiness as you are for his training, and wearing him to the bone is detrimental to both. I understand that you may think that because Obi-Wan started late that you can somehow correct this by accelerating his training, but he cannot truly progress unless you give him time to absorb his lessons, something I don't believe he's even capable of, considering he's so exhausted he can barely string a thought together. His classes are suffering as are his relationships with his friends. Master Tal, am I allowed to speak? Ben finally asks, calmly and firmly. Her mouth snaps shut, jaw grinding as she nods shortly, brown curls bobbing. My Padawan and I are on our way to the gardens to place it back. Would you care to join us? He offers, and watches her blink, jaw loosening. Then she flushes, takes in a short, calming breath, the color leaving some, and nods. I would, yes, Master Nassaday, she replies. Is this his reprieve for the afternoon? She inquires, derailed but still on the offensive. This is his reprieve for the entire day, Ben replies, and tomorrow is his to do with as he pleases. Though I wasn't going to tell him that, Ben remarks pointedly. As I said, I am aware of exactly how hard I am pushing my Padawan, and it is not so he can catch up, as you put it, nor is it meant to be punitive in nature. As you will, Tal concedes slightly. But I fail to see what purpose is served by forcing such an aggressive advance. And is my purpose to be judged solely by what you can see, Master Tal? Ben turns into the gardens, guiding Obi-Wan with one hand when the boy stumbles a little trying not to knock into him. A muscle ticks in her jaw, and she does not reply to that one. Where is your Padawan today, Master Tal? Ben inquires, pausing at a crossway in the gardens. Spending her afternoon studying for her elementary principles of sentient psychology exam, Tal replies, and Obi-Wan blanches. Ben offers him a glance and tugs on his Padawan braid. You can work on it tomorrow, Ben says. Which direction shall we go, Padawan? Obi-Wan nods in relief and looks around, pulling his bottom lip between his teeth. Up, he finally decides, and Ben gestures for him to lead the way. Tal follows curiously and manages to hold off questioning him for an entire five minutes. What is this exercise? she inquires. We've never explored all the gardens in the room of a thousand fountains, Ben explains. So that's what we're doing. So we can decide which one is our favorite. I thought you were playing Sabak. Ah, but we need a place to play, don't we? Ben muses, following Obi-Wan through a Dathomirian arbor, mist swirling around his knees. It gives way to an embarring grotto, which Ben pushes through quickly, and he and Obi-Wan decide without exploring to forego the swamp gardens and proceed upwards once more. The stone gardens are pretty, but not particularly comfortable for their rather squishy species, and so they pass through after admiring the salt spring. Even Tal balks at the heat in the desert gardens, though Ben finds it somewhat welcome to his own irritation. Where's this one from? Obi-Wan asks, pausing in an alcove of rich red rock with a bed of dappled gray grass. 
Brittle black creepers cling to the stone and bloom pale yellow bellflowers. The fountain is a stream cutting through the grass, turning into a fall for one of the gardens below, and the water is crystal clear despite the redstone. Stew John, Ben says. And Obi-Wan twitches. That's where I'm from, Obi-Wan says, and Ben doesn't correct him. Do you want to stay here? Ben inquires, hoping the answer is no. Obi-Wan blinks and looks up at him, blue eyes slightly distant with the call of the Force. I think it's a good thinking place, Obi-Wan replies, but not for playing cards. Ben nods and they keep going. The jungle gardens are thick, and the air smells richly of soil and greenery, or reddery as the case may be. Ben spies the red and purple ferns from their quarters in among the garden copy of Kashyyyk. They climb into more temperate gardens, and Ben hovers wistfully around the imitations of Alderaan and Naboo. He may have bad memories of Padme's planet, but he could never deny that it was beautiful. Obi-Wan seems to hover as well, and Ben catches him eyeing the waterfall. Before he can comment on it, his Padawan is climbing the rock face. Um? Tao points one finger after him, and Ben sighs. Are you coming? he inquires, and follows his Padawan. At the top of the fall is a bed of spongy moss, and a near-perfect circle created by the braiding roots of an Alderani song tree, with trailing branches perfumed with thousands of small pink and purple flowers among the delicate silver-green leaves. Obi-Wan has already picked a spot in the circle and nestled himself against a root, setting down the pack. He grins when Ben climbs over the edge and then tilts his head back towards it. Ben turns and understands. The view from the top of the fall overlooks half of the great cavern of the Room of a Thousand Fountains, and it's beautiful. Okay, yeah, Tal agrees, pulling herself up. You definitely found the spot. The three of them enjoy it quietly for a few minutes, just looking down over the hundreds of gardens below. You know, Tao says, three people does not exactly a sabak game make. I only have two friends. Shmi dislikes it, and Shakti won't stoop to it in public, Ben replies, and then eyes his fellow master. If you invite someone, you can't give them the coordinates. They have to find us with the force. Why? Tal questions. Ben gives her a sharp smile. Weeding out the weak, he says wolfishly, and then moves to find a seat in the circle with his padawan who snorts. Ben isn't sure if he's more horrified when Qui-Gon arrives, though he expected at the moment Tal asked, or when Healer Nihiela does. Why are you here? Ben demands. Nihiela raises a purple brow. Because someone posted Sabak game in the gardens, if you can find it, on the temple net. You've got at least a dozen knights down there wandering around trying to find this place. And that is not what I meant. Ben glares at Tal, who shrugs. If you want to teach your Padawan the fine art of Sabak, you need to lure in some real competition, Tal says airily. Oh, are we teaching Padawans? Nihiela purrs. Let me summon mine. 
Gambling is an amazing barter tool on the outer rim when you need some emergency supplies. Please let that not be a euphemism, Ben mutters. What? Obi-Wan asks, and Tao and Nihiela bust up laughing, while Qui-Gon relaxes a little. He'd been very uncomfortable to discover Obi-Wan's presence given their brief and bitter history. Hey, is this the Sabak place? Someone pipes up, dark head appearing over the lip of the cliff. Padawan Voss, Master Tal chides, you do not get to play cards. I'll wear gloves, the boy swears, eyes wide in an attempt to seem innocent. Hey, Obi-Wan's here. I can play Obi-Wan. The red-headed Padawan looks incredibly dismayed as the older boy scrambles up and around the matters and drops down beside him, gangly with youth and grinning from ear to ear. Ben pours himself a cup of tea from his heated canteen and sips at it in relief before pulling his deck from his pocket. Is that alcoholic? Quinlan inquires, wiggling his fingers towards the canteen. Ben gives him a narrow-eyed look. I'm here to teach my Padawan, Ben says. It's only tea. Oh, it better be, Nihiela warns. Your liver is still in distress. It is not in distress. Ben snaps back defensively, shifting against the roots to get more comfortable and finding a place to set his cup so he can teach Obi-Wan how to shuffle. The Criffid isn't. Your entire body is in distress, the healer snipes. I'm fine. Sock drawn a trash compactor, she repeats. Thank you. Ben smiles pleasantly at her, and her eyes glitter dangerously. Master, do I have to? Padawan Chias calls up plaintively from the bottom of the fall. Yes! Nihiela calls back, and then glances around their circle. My Padawan is less than fond of heights. That's unkind, Tal snickers. Under duress is the perfect time to learn, Ben and Qui-Gon both utter. Ben clenches his jaw, and Qui-Gon studies his profile with a puzzled, surprised glance. Obi-Wan gulps. Not for you, this time, Ben assures him. He doesn't look very reassured. They listen to Padawan Chias get creatively more vindictive as he curses his way up the rock face, whining a little when he finally figures out that he's not going to make it all the way up without assisting himself with the Force. The Pantoran Padawan finally heaves himself over the side and promptly chucks something at his master. As requested, he bites out, chest heaving as he lets himself enjoy not being suspended from a thirty-foot rock face by his fingertips and the force. Now this, Nihiela smiles, is alcoholic. And you're lecturing me, Ben gripes. My liver is in perfect working order, she parries tossing her hair over her shoulder before retrieving the three dark bottles from the case and passing them to either side. So is mine. Ben shuffles the cards again while Obi-Wan and Quinlan watch intently, and then lets his Padawan try. Your liver operates on an inexplicable miracle of modern medicine, Nihiela tells him. Now we've both got one bottle of Eldorani wine for you soft touches. One bottle of Florum Green for those of you who don't mind going blind, and one bottle of Corellium Brandy just for me. Lush, her Padawan calls out before deciding he will get up and come join the circle. Ben, meanwhile, has tensed, eyes darting to the bottle. Nihiela's lips quirk, spotting the gesture. I'm sorry. Did I just discover your vice? she muses. And Obi-Wan flicks the cards wrong, scattering them like confetti. If you had stubby fingers, Obi-Wan, 
open and laughs. And you promised to be wearing gloves, Padawan Voss, Ben remarks pointedly, helping Obi-Wan pick up the cards. Voss pouts and pulls his gloves out of a pocket. Here, let me show him, Tal gestures, drawing the cards towards herself up the force. For pity's sake. Padawan Shia settles himself next to the Nurian knight, shooting his master a glare for which she toasts him with her bottle. He jerks it out of her hand, takes a swig, and passes it back. He then cringes, but doesn't choke. Tal shuffles twice before putting the deck in Obi-Wan's hands and then walking him through the pressure points, while Qui-Gon mockingly echoes her instructions just loud enough to hear. Ben tries not to twitch at his master's voice, not to flinch every time their gazes meet, but he isn't as successful as he'd like to be. That wound never healed. You do realize courage is not a science, Tal, Qui-Gon teases. It's an art. He needs to feel for it. By all means, Kwai, Tal rasps sardonically, gesturing for him to make the attempt. Maybe someone else should try now, Obi-Wan says plaintively, looking to both Quinlan and Essia. No, 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 Padawan mine, Ben says, leaning in. You're learning this. Everyone else is just window dressing. Flattering, Nihila draws. Thank you, Quinlan Voss purrs far too salaciously for his age. As yet she has groans, and Tal rolls her eyes. Well, can I learn this part later? Obi-Wan whines. We haven't even gotten to the actual game yet. Point? Tal tips her head. Ben concedes and reshuffles the deck once it leaves Qui-Gon's hands before dealing. To start with, Padawan mine, Sabak is generally played by parties of two to eight players, Two makes for a tediously long game, and more than eight is messy. Regardless of the number of players, we deal everyone two cards each. Keep them face down until everyone has been dealt, and the remainder placed on the table, Tal says. Okay, Obi-Wan nods, looking far more serious than was warranted. Once everyone has been dealt, we check our cards, and starting from dealer's left, which is me, call out your current total. Once everyone's cards have been called, you can choose a draw card from the deck, or stand and keep what you have, Ben explains, again starting from dealer's left. Okay, Obi-Wan nods again. Now the goal is to get a perfect twenty-three, positive or negative. Exceed either of those and you lose automatically. If no one has a perfect twenty-three, then the hand closest to but not exceeding either twenty-three wins, Ben says, holding Obi-Wan's gaze, which he found to be an eerie experience. That's not so bad, Obi-Wan nods. Ben smiles. And that, my dear Padawan, is where Sabak loses all sense entirely. Ben has the degrading feeling that Obi-Wan has learned more creative cuss words than he has card tricks by the end of a long afternoon, but his Padawan is flush with easy happiness come the end of it, so Ben considers the day a success. He spends all of dinner telling Shmi about it. And though she is dismayed at the game itself, she encourages his excited retelling without fault. Ben spends most of dinner smearing sauce on Obi-Wan's sleeve, and the boy doesn't even notice. The next morning, Ben sends Obi-Wan off after breakfast to catch up on his schoolwork and then do as he pleases, and makes an effort to track down a member of the Jedi Council. While Ben has been volunteering to teach classes, aside from the Initiate's training mission, he's had no assignments so far and he's discovered his name is not even on the roster for missions. 
Master Nasaday, Mace Windu says, after meeting him with the flattest look possible when Ben explained his inquiry. We have no criffing idea what to do with you. It's not even about the... He waves a hand vaguely, but Ben gets it. We just... You have no record. We don't know your personality. We don't know your diplomatic skills. We don't know your physical capability or your marshal's style. We don't know your strengths and weaknesses, and we don't know what missions we could assign you and what missions we can't. Ben stares blankly at him for a long minute, titles passing through his memory. Sith Killer, Knight, Master, Counselor, General, High General, Negotiator. In another life, there had been no limit to what the Council asked of him, and here, and here. Oh, Ben utters softly. There is also the matter of your Padawan to consider, Ben adds with furrowed brow, looking concerned, looking very young. To be honest, until we come to a decision regarding you-know-what. We've rather elected to allow you to do as you see fit, while we observe. Ben lets that thought sink in and nods. When he's older, there are places we'll have to go. I'll have to take him away from the temple for quite some time, but not... Not yet. He's nowhere near ready, Ben says, somewhat absently. Until then, I suppose... Use me as you would any other master. Assign us missions, lectures, diplomatic envoy. I survived everything the galaxy could throw at Qui-Gon Jinn in another life. Mace's eyes widen at that, and Ben only winces slightly for letting that slip. Windu's expression smooths over, and he nods, then pauses. Speaking of your Padawan, there have been concerns. Mace remarks, and Ben almost laughs. I'm well aware, Ben replies. Rest assured I'm not abusing my Padawan. In fact, I've even given him the day off. Mace grunts, and leaves it be. For the text of this and other stories by the same author visit the AO3 page of Blue underscore Sunshine. Music is Lonely Desert by Emily of Roll for Fantasy. Special thanks to Sakiko. If you would like me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch with me using the contact information on my website, which is samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other ways to support me, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things alive for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.